It never rains in Southern California. It never rains in Southern California. I'm Yolanda. Um, here in sunny LA. Yes, we are. I'm Corey Murray. I'm Charlie Penn. I'm Yolanda Sanguini. And guess who's back? Yes, yes girl. girl. In LA. In LA. The LA edition. Come on now. It's and happening. we have a special guest. Return. One of return guest. One of our great honorees for the 2018 Black Women in Hollywood Awards. Yes, which is why we're here. That is why we're here. That's Every why we, pro- we posted up in here for a whole week. See, I'm gotten real Cali. I posted up. Posted. You know, we hella, we hella fine. We hella, we hella doing stuff. Oh, That's all like those They do. They, they, right? they do. Okay. They do this really <laughs> I don't want to well. disrespect LA while I'm out here. But <laughs> Lena Waithe is on our episode today. Yes. She invited us into her home. But before we get into that amazing interview we had, we got so cozy with Lena. Um, we just want to thank you for all the social media love and support that you always give us. We appreciate you using hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. Um, we read along. We love all of it. We're going to share some. Y'all thought we forgot, but we didn't. Nope. So you want me to go first? I'll go first. This was on Instagram. Hello, ladies. Let me tell you, I can't tell you how much I love this podcast. I currently live in Paris after moving away from Houston, and this podcast just helps me connect to all that I loved about living in our country. I know we definitely have our fair share of problems, but we are amazing, funny, and vibrant people and stories that I love that you all share in such a fun way. Please don't have us waiting for more than a couple weeks at a time for a new podcast. From Jolie in Paris. Oh, wee wee. Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. What else we got? I love the comment I got when we posted our great photo with Letitia Wright, Shuri from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Nola Peach T said, I'm listening to the podcast now and I'm so inspired. The show is already a sister friend to me, but Letitia Bless, she did all caps, blessed me today. I needed to hear how God perfectly ordered her steps. Mm. And girl, she did give us a word. She, Her faith is so real and I'm so glad that you all were able to feel it because you guys have downloaded this episode. It's, it's our most listened to It's our episode. most listened to episode. So thank you so much. We had a wonderful time talking about Letitia. Amazing. And on Twitter, Whitney Elise at The Reclaimed wrote, Yes, girl, podcast. Love the work you did on the last episode. Shout out to Wakandan women and black women in general. Wakanda forever. Wakanda. Yes. Oh, wait, y'all. I made a remix. Oh, Charlie's digging in her bag. While we get to the love, I will pull out the remix. Cordy's not the only one that always has the audio. Okay? You know I love a song. Yeah, I mean, I went to DJ lessons uh, last week in San Francisco as part of my Airbnb Oh, let's experience. talk about this Airbnb. Yes, and I learned to story. DJ, everybody. And I'm and we got to make our own mix, so I was here for it. Y'all ready? Okay. Yep. Are ready? I already sent DM this to Yolanda because I knew she was ready. That is my first mix as a DJ in training. You're welcome. Thank you, Charlie (laughs) Finn. I mean, it was one-on-one, but you know, I tried. Steven, our producer, is over here dying. That was, I mean, we're kind of forever. We're not done. We're not through. More records have been broken. Yes. It is like global. Like number one. Again. Is it at a billion dollars? Not yet. Not yet, but damn near getting there. Oh, my God. And just to see the love. And also, I'll admit, not to show off, I did go see Wrinkle in Time. 
Mm. Got to go to the premiere, and it is beautiful. You special. Ava DuVernay, you did that thing. I wish I was nine years old, but I felt it. I am Meg Murray. That's the new hashtag um, I see coming around. Thanks to Jamie Broadnax over at Black Girl Nerds, who I bumped into. Um, I did have a fangirl moment with Roxanne Gay. Oh, tell us about it. I saw that on your Instagram. Yo, I'm going to be real with y'all. So she was there talking with Janelle Monet, and all I saw was Roxanne. That's <laughs> all I wanted to talk. And I, I love Janelle. I love you. But I was so, like, I lost all professionalism. You know, Charlie and Yolanda constantly hear me talk about how, you know, I have to play the role. I have to be like, oh, it's not, I'm okay. I can stand next to Oprah. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care if it's Oprah. That's fine. It's good. But with, with Roxanne Gay, I was like, fuck that. I have got to fan out. I ran down all the books. <laughs> I ran down all the Haitianness that I'm associated with. I love it. And she smiled and she was like, you know what? This never gets old. Aww. And I was so thankful. So and it was funny. Some people came into my grams like, y'all would have did the same thing. Like, she's dope. She's yeah. dope. But said, sometimes you have to just say, you know what? My job will be fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a fan for this yeah. moment. And by the way, we never tell Corey not to fangirl out on Oprah. Ever. Ever. That's, in fact. Against all the rules. <laughs> if you listen to Yes Girl podcast, you know our... <laughs> Our Oprah. Tales of the Oprah <laughs> encounter. Our very messy, awkward black girl. Oprah story. Oprah story. <laughs> Speaking of over though, at a wrinkle in time, everybody and their mama has been in my feet with the queen. I'm feeling like I need a redo. <laughs> Oprah, if, you, if you're listening, Oprah, I'm going to find you, okay? Yolanda and I will find you again. <laughs> no, but it's been nice to see Oprah out and about and really connecting with the people. Yeah. And promoting this project. Ava, too. Like, they're yeah. really yeah. excited about it. Yeah. And I hope that we come out for it, just like we came out for Black Panther. Oh, I think we will. And I'm I definitely think that we will. And I Variety article that was like, you know the one, y'all saw the one. It was on Twitter, and it was like, will A Wrinkle in Time dethrone uh, Black Panther? And everybody was like, do better. Don't, don't people do were this. like, don't do this. Don't do this. It's not a competition. And one doesn't have to dethrone the other one to be successful. But we're so excited. Ava's going to be at Black Women in Hollywood today. How exciting. And on top of everybody else. And Corey can give us a little background on the, the 11th annual Black Women in Hollywood luncheon. Y'all, this planning this event has been exhilarating, stressful as fuck, but beautiful as fuck. Um, we won't say as fuck tomorrow. Um, clearly, <laughs> it's a labor of love. Uh, we won't say company. it today. Actually, we're gonna be very pretty. We have our dresses. We're getting our makeup done. Yes. We're getting our hair did. Uh, but no, it's been beautiful. Denai Gurria, Tessa Thompson, Tiffany Haddish, Lena Waithe. I mean, we really wanted to look at. Uh, we really take a look at the calendar year and look at what has really impacted us and the storytelling. As you'll hear in our conversation with Lena coming up after this uh, and talking with her, she was saying this is really a, I like how you say it, uh, Yolanda. What are we in? A, she said a, bla a black renaissance. A renaissance. renaissance. Hey. She's so special. She, she was so special. special. Um, but I really love being a part of this moment and helping celebrate these women that we've, you know, as Yolanda mentioned, we've done it for 11 years. And we could honor 10 women yeah. actually in one year. Yeah. Um, but to be in that room, we're so thankful. And Ava is going to, I think I can share this now, Ava's going to be there to present to um, have Chloe and Halle sing the song Warrior from oh. the Wrinkle in Time so uh, soundtrack, which is just perfect. I'm bringing wow. all the tissues. All the tissues. My, wow. All the tissues that can fill up my clutch. Yes. And you're <laughs> <And laughs> thinking my about your lashes. And my lashes. <laughs> My lunch is going to have tissues, have bone, and a lip. Get an extra extra <laughs> pair of lashes in your bag. Add some lashes. <laughs> oh, my God. And I have to say, last year was my first time being in that room. And it was so special, y'all. That You know that moment where you have to, like, you start, you catch yourself, like, looking back and around, like, what 
Like, it was very, like, surreal. You know what I mean? As, as Shonda Rhimes walk, walked by me and Angela Bassett was, you know, getting her first course. And I looked up and I was like, what? Like, that's a, I mean, you have to see it to know it and to believe it. And it is a private event, so most people don't get to. But you just get chills from just looking at people walking through. Hold on, Charlie. Actually, people will get to see because you yeah. know what? Oh, tell them, Yolanda. On own on Saturday, March third. You can um, watch it at ten p.m. Yeah, and you'll see all the the beautiful moments and the beautiful speeches. Everything you, you're gonna right. be right there with us. And Yvonne Orji is friend hosting. of the pod is hosting. Yes, yes, yes. we love you. Can yes. be right there with us, girl. But I also want to shout out the beautiful other events that are happening this week. Not just us, just to spread the love. Icon Man, where they celebrated Ger- Cheryl Boone Isaacs. Uptown Magazine is doing an, uh, an event. ABFF, the American Black Film Festival, had their honors. This is really the week to celebrate Black Excellence. Black yeah. Excellence. Yeah. In L.A. In L.A. And it's exciting to be here and literally to be in the air. I mean, we're sitting here recording the podcast, looking at the beautiful mountains of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. And the ocean, yeah. girl. And the ocean. Yeah. Views. No shade, New York, it's but... <laughs> Lots of shade, New York. I'm sorry. New York will always be home. But you LA ain't got no views. No, no. In LA, we can play. <laughs> <laughs> but we're it. feeling good. We're having fun. Yeah. yeah. And Corey, just to run down some of the names of the people that we've honored, because we said it's the 11th year that we've been doing this. Um, we've honored Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett, Octavia Spencer, Taraji P. Henson, Janelle Monet, Yara Shahidi, Issa Rae, Debbie Allen, Ava DuVernay, and I mean, I can go on and on and you on. You can and go on, on and Alfred on. Woodard. Ruth we Carter. can go on. Ruth, Ruth Carter. Carter. We've honored her. I mean, the names, it's endless, endless, endless number of names. Every black woman that you know, you can think of that has done some really powerful thing in Hollywood is has been honored by Essence. In front of and behind, and the, behind the camera. The because yeah. we are definitely, you know, we're here, we work behind the scenes, but to celebrate those people that really make it happen, that's actually one of the, the joys I love in picking that behind the yeah. scenes person each year. Yeah. Um, that's really a joy for me. Yeah. I think one year, um, Corey, I had never heard of her, but Corey was really advocating for Nina Shaw, who's, um, yes. I didn't know, she's one of the most powerful black female lawyers in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. She is Lupita Nyong'o's um, lawyer. She's Ava DuVernay's lawyer. Ava DuVernay's lawyer. Now Elaine Welteroth's lawyer. Like, she's everybody. Wasn't the character in Real Housewives, I mean, Real Husbands of Hollywood based on her? Yeah. Yes, I think they called her Trina. Trina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Yep. She's based a powerful on woman. Yeah. 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 I've bumped into her twice since being here, and each time she's brought up Time's Up because she's one of the founding partners mm-hmm. of the Time's Up movement, and she's so passionate mm-hmm. about it. And she looks fucking awesome. She uh, does. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Girl. Good event. Well, we're about to get ready. We're going to need to leave now and go get uh, get this tea. Literally. Literally. Oh, wait. What is that? that? You just created something. I, I did. Love, I love Literally. I love L.A. Corey. It sounds real French. <laughs> it's Creole? No, it was a mess up. <laughs> no, but it was a Because I was trying have. to say literally. Wait, Yolanda? This is the kind of friend you want, right? Uh-huh. Yolanda is like, no, Corey. You did not mess up. We're that was actually iconic. Thing. Literal. Literal. As I was saying, literal. <laughs> there we go. He literal told already, me. I'm going to own it. I already own used it. in a sentence. <laughs> I love it, actually. No, but not for nothing. Shout out to LA because every time we come here, I feel like, look at us. Like, yeah. we are, it's it's a real good switch up. It's a yes, nice break. Every time I come, I fall a little bit more in love with LA. I, I, I really feel that way. 
Mm-hmm. No, it's beautiful. I could I could see myself. I can see it for a me. little moment. I can see it for me. I want a palm tree. Yeah. I want a nice little house. Everybody's just more relaxed. You know, we're the New Yorkers buzzing by you, and y'all are like, stop this. <laughs> There's no need. Yeah. The I want only some thing tacos. I'm not ready for LA and won't be as a traffic, but that's another conversation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how y'all do what y'all do. Yeah. Get some trains. <laughs> Thank you. That is all. I love you, Cali. <laughs> love you, LA. That's it. That's all. Get some subways. Thank you. Drops, Mike. <laughs> but since we went to lena's house we were in a little bit of traffic but we made it and it was worth it and here listen to why it was worth it i don't know did we give uh lena waste the 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 official yes girl podcast intro no because things have changed for you so you are deserving of it very shit what a year when we met you last year, you were like, yo, just hit me up on my personal, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to come through. I'm oh, sorry, it's my day off. I'm going to come through. Mm-hmm. But now, we're talking with an Emmy Award winner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, We should have asked you to bring it. <laughs> We've never seen one. Who's here, Corey? Lena motherfucking wait. Hey. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. I know. It's like I got some gold now. Damn. You know? Gold goals. Some gold goals. Wow. It's good. It's and you nice. Are goals. You know, look, I received that. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, stay black and uh make dope shit. All right. That's it. Now we do have to um corroborate a story that we okay. just heard from Kim Whitley. Oh Jesus. Oh. <laughs> she sent us over I'm with already two like questions. Um they're nervous. I'm already nervous now. Uh, this is very interesting because I'm trying to, you know, just on the show. give her, you know, a show and, and you know, be the Barry Gordy to her Diana Ross. And she's over here trying to come for me. I already know it's going to be some shade. Go ahead. She wants to know. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Why are you imitating her in the AT&T commercial? Because oh, that got me the job. <laughs> And I'm in the business of securing bags. So I said, let me put my best Kim Whitley voice on to make this happen. Here's the funny thing. Because she left me a long voicemail about this. <laughs> and I never thought, and mind you, I love Kim. Like, Kim is, like, she's such a star that Hollywood doesn't know what to do with. But I do. So I'm really grateful that I get to, you know, make a show with her and do this thing. And I can't say where it's at yet, but we, we, we trying to make it happen. But I never thought I, we sounded alike or that we talked alike. We do both have like deep voices, I think for women. So maybe that's it. But she really like, no lie. Like people were hitting her up like, yo, are you doing this new AT&T thing? Is this you? Like this you? And I was just like, that's so crazy. Cause I've never thought that we sounded alike, but now I'm like, now I can't get out of my head. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, oh, we sound the same. So, look, it, if it makes me money, I'm here for it. <laughs> if people think I sound like Kim Whitley, I'm all about it. I think she sounds like me. That's what the truth is. <laughs> and she don't want to admit that. She don't want to give me that credit. But whatever. This voice credit. If she want to <laughs> make it, then so be it. No, I'm very Kim. clear. Like, go over it. there. She's exactly. Such a hot. All right, and the second thing is, she wants to know why you cut her speech out of Massa Nun. (laughs) What? (laughs) She said it was a very long speech. Wait, what? She did say she was messing up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, she did. (laughs) 
they were she like, was having um, trouble. We're just gonna move on. She yeah, like getting the lines. But you know, I because here's the thing: it's my job to make her look good. Mm-hmm. So if she's not getting the thing exactly the way it needs to be, I'm just gonna lift it, lift it out, and, and cut it in a way so it looks flawless. And it did so look that flawless. Way she she looks, looks flawless yeah, and so. comes off great. Yeah. That's my job. I'm never going to have her out there looking crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. no, I love Kim, though. Everything she says is so funny. It makes me laugh. It was hard to edit her, period, because we just loved everything she did, everything she gave us. And she's magic in that episode. And people, I think, have, like, really – well, that's what she does. Like, she comes and, and just sprinkles the fairy dust mm-hmm. and, and keeps going. But – for me, I'm like, I want to really challenge you to be in the forefront of something. She was so perfect. She's so great. Yeah. Now, d- did she tell us you rewrote with her in mind? Yeah. Yes, which yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I knew I wanted her. And I just was like, she's it. Like, And also, she's someone I have a familiarity with already. Mm-hmm. And so that was really important. That's why I was kind of nervous about Angela playing my mom because I had never met her before. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is like, I'm like if this mother-daughter relationship doesn't work, like, the episode is going to feel weird. But Angela's so phenomenal and such a consummate professional and I just you know she and I just bonded thankfully like right away and it just like made sense but with the aunt I was like I just want to have someone that I know and I love and who also just know is funny and can you know because I was writing it and I was like I kind of need somebody that's gonna really go there with me and um it's funny because Netflix was like look and they normally let Netflix does let you do whatever you want but they were like she's we, we kind of need that part because it was kind of small to be a New York local hire and I was like and they're like she doesn't live in New York but I said this is a single black woman who happens to be a comedian she can figure out a way to get to new york mm-hmm. so yep. okay uh <laughs> you know like she, miles you got me come on <laughs> i'm like she'll figure it out so i hit her and i <laughs> i called her i was like in london at the time uh and i just called her and i was like i need you to figure out a way to get to new york and just you know so because you're it and it's funny because they were like well maybe we'll get a kim whitley type i'm like it does no it doesn't exist so i said figure it out and she's like okay cool i got you and sure enough she got booked herself like a a gig being a a a guest judge on top chef for kids of course she did or something like it was like the randomest and she was like got it they're paying for me to come let me know what my days are and i was just like classic kim whitley i love it class that's 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 kim like that's who she is that's why i was like you're a show like the fact that and she's got her trainer like watching her son joshua like i'm like your trainer like who she's like well look he don't train me i don't work out pay him anyway like he can watch joshua and i'm just like what like this is like like that's like it's just like and that's just who she like she's not like joking like that's just who she is and so I'm just obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with everything she says, everything she does. And you see why. Like, I just love her. And I was like, I want you to be on TV all the time. And every so piece of that happen. episode came together. Just gelled. Yeah. It was God. She walked in, of course, I was like, got the nipples, got the toes. <laughs> got the nipples, got, got the, the toes. <laughs> Which I love that that You know what's in the damn viral. yams. What'd you say? Yeah. You know what's in the damn yams. Oh, <laughs> Come on. God. Wow. And on Thanksgiving, Jesus they were Christ. running that clip on Twitter it was trending oh my god and I must have watched it another 20 times oh my god like she you know she really took like the little stuff that me and Aziz would like bitch or throw her and she just would kill it like she was so amazing so I'm just so grateful we got her and she's in the family now Alan Yang got her he put her in this other show he's doing um uh and uh and so obviously I'm trying to write something for her so it's just been so great yeah so great 
Well, you got some shy fans. Oh. Hey, hey we, come on but, now. But before we, because the shy, the <laughs> shy, on. look, I'm even Corey stuttering. Hit me, Corey, even, did she tell you she emailed me? Like, you hadn't even finished the pilot. I hadn't. I was like, this motherfucking and, show. Yo. Wow. Okay. And show. she came to Chicago. I'm like, did wait, I, I feel in? like before we even go there, because we'll be there for a while. We, yeah. Yo. We spent 45 we minutes in the car ride. Talking about here. it. Okay. We I'm are. Sorry. Obsessed here to celebrate you. Lena's Black Woman in Hollywood. Yes. Oh, thank you, Yolanda. <laughs> thank you. Y'all ain't ready for my speech, and it's so private. Ooh. I'm not even sending it to Essence. We're not going to do teleprompt. There'll be no, scar- no cards. Oh, so ready. y'all be ready. Oh, shit. We about to cry. So ready. I don't know what's going to happen, but. Damn. I, I shouldn't get the lashes. No. no I don't okay. know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> like, wow. so it's fair. real. Like, wow. I'm like, we're going to do it. Like, wow. we're going to do it. It's Essence. It's a moment, and it's extremely important to me. Extremely. So I'm not gonna waste the time. Yeah, you That's never waste time. Right. You're so intentional. Reclaim yeah. it. I gotta be. Even your Instagram captions. Yeah. <laughs> like, it could be one word or eight, but yeah. everything you do feels extremely intentional. I thank mean you. That as a no, yeah. thank you so much. I received like, that. You're yeah. not just drunk captioning. No, <laughs> like, no. You know, well, because one, because I don't drink. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. that. <laughs> but. I, you know, and also I'm really big on doing it myself. I know people always tease me, go like, you ain't going to want to do it eventually. But I don't know. It's like very personal. It's it's like my thing. I totally get why people have people doing their social, like, I, I understand. Um, I don't know. I enjoy it. And I think maybe because I'm a writer and mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just being silly. Sometimes I, I have like an activist moment. Right. Uh, yeah. right. Um, other times I'm trying to put people on game. Like to me, it, it's my way of communicating with my audience. And I do it all. Like my Facebook, if you go to my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all, all me. Yeah. Now, how did you prep like for the Emmy speech? Because I think that also we've always, we've known you as black women. We know mm-hmm. Lena Waithe. Yeah. But that night, mainstream america was like oh no that's you know true. so how did you prep for the speech number one but also like what happened afterwards immediately in your life because i know for us when you made that speech mm-hmm. as writers we were all like oh shit oh shit where's the laptop um you know i don't know if you ever there's no prepping you cannot prepare yourself because the thing was, and I have this thing. Well, here's the, I love award show. I've watched award shows like my whole life as a kid with my mom, all that kind of stuff. I don't like when people pull out a piece of paper. I'm never a fan of it. Um, and now, mind you, Aziz was nervous for me because it's just the thing. Like, they if, if there's more than one winner, they the Academy asks that you pick one person to do it. And so of course, Aziz's like, Lena will handle it. So I was like, okay, great. So uh, he was just like, are you gonna write something down? And I said no. And he's like, oh man, like you might get frazzled up there. Like it's crazy. I was just like, then that's a real moment. I'm like, if that's what happens. That's what happens. So I so I wasn't really prepared. I, I I just knew like I had to. I wanted to make it more, I wanted to make the moment more than just about me. And, um, and also I really kind of want, I've acknowledged that I'm not the first black woman to ever write a funny script. There have been many that have done it before me. And for whatever reason, the stars aligned and I was the first to win it before it. Um, but there's, it's, there's just not the case. So I talked to my fiance and she was just like, look, take care of housekeeping and then say something from your heart. And I just really, ran with that I, I took care of the housekeeping at the top like obviously I got to thank you know the creators and Netflix and the studio and all that kind of stuff and then I just really said what was on my heart and uh because of what the episode was about I, I it felt really like a love letter to the queer community and also to the straight community the people that um have struggled with you know having a daughter a niece a son a cousin or something whether to come out to them as gay bi non-binary trans because of what I learned 
in writing the episode, because I have to step into every character's shoes. Um, it's easy to write Denise, uh, but for me to step into my mother's shoes was really interesting and a really beautiful journey and gave me a greater understanding of her experience because it's it's really hard to come out, but it's even harder to be come out too. And I think that was something that I really kind of wanted to just make that moment about was really just to celebrate the queer community, celebrate these funny black women who have been around forever and, um, and just make it about more than just an episode of television and more than just my moment. It was really, I think, society taking a small leap forward. For that room, which is predominantly white, predominantly heterosexual, to stand up on their feet and applaud me, um, and not just me, but applaud my testimony, which is what the episode really is. Uh, and I just think it's, it, I, I, even if the speech wasn't all these things that really it meant to people, but just for a, a masculine presenting woman to be up there like suited and booted, you know what I'm saying, face beat, you know, face beat, beat, girl, your face beat. It was beat, every beat, every beat. I got my glam squad, my glam squad. Sometimes I don't do a glam squad. Everything was popping. Last night I didn't do a glam squad. I try to keep it, you know. Sometimes just do Vaseline and some like lotion on the face. But you know, it's like I really they saw like, oh, that's what happens when you're yourself. That's what happens when you're living your authentic life, and and not to make it about awards or trophies, but they saw that I was celebrated for being black, for being gay, for being female, and for being proud of it. Um, and that's what was so exciting about it. Yes. Yeah. And then the woke up the next morning and oh uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh my god, no, my social media was messed up for a good like <laughs> month. Bet. But you know, I really try, and I try to hit people back. Like yeah. you know, I'm I'm a kind of person where if you if you, you know, not, I don't want people blowing up my DMs, but like <laughs> if you message me, like I'll I'll try to like, hit them with a thank you, yeah. prayer hand, like thank you so much, like I really appreciate it. And I and I know that's like a little thing, but it's like it's two seconds out of my day, and it means a lot to somebody that sends a message saying, "Hey, your speech meant a lot to me," or "What you're doing means a lot." I say thank you so much for your kind words. I mean, and that means the world to me. And because again, it's a back and forth, it's a relationship. So, but yeah, the next day I did a lot of interviews and and um. And I felt it though when I got because I didn't, I wasn't thinking that much about what I had just said and now obviously I didn't I wasn't watching the audience and I, later I watched it back and I saw oh people were like emotional like a whole yeah. thing and and people really were saying like I, it's so funny because right when I walked to the stage Anthony Anderson I think was back there so I gave him a big hug and um, the guy who plays George Washington from Hamilton was back there like it was like so those are the first people I was seeing right after and they were like really like man like that was like a moment I was like oh gosh and then. The next day, like the people were writing about it, I did a bunch of interviews, and I could really get a sense of like, oh man, like that was a moment that really meant something to, to people. And I was just grateful to be the vessel. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I, that's all I am. I'm a vessel. So I'm just really grateful to be a light at the end of the tunnel for some folks. How does that level of fame change things? I don't. Here's you know, I think Whitney Houston got it really right when she said, "Fame doesn't change you." It, the people do like you know like saying you know like it's it it's it, it doesn't affect like I still wake up and got to separate the recycling from the trash I still gotta you know like make sure I'm spending quality time with the lady and and um I, I still got to be a good person I I don't I don't get caught up in it but here's the interesting I never chased it right. Mm, right so I think that's the thing I think I think it's why I can be so grounded mm -hmm. in this space that I'm in um because I never put value in that and it's so interesting because um, J. Cole said this, which I thought was really dope. Um, he was like, 
he's like, whatever it is you're obsessing over, you'll always be obsessing over it. He said, he's like, if you, if you're a guy that just loves women, he's like, you can never have too many women. If you love money, it don't matter if you're a billionaire, you still want more money. If you love fame and being, it's like, it don't matter how famous you are, you're always going to want that. And so for me, I try not to put value in that kind of stuff. To me, I put value in people and relationships um, and, and the energy that I put out into the world because you can never have too much love. So that's what I obsess about. It's like love, kindness, joy, good, positive vibes, energy, and let the rest, you know, like happen. Um, but it really, it, it's so true. Cause like nothing about me has changed. Like who I am today is who I was yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I'm trying to grow as a person and always be a better version of myself, but it's so real. Like even in that Tupac documentary, he talks about going back into like the hood and like at these parties and stuff that he used to go to before he blew up. And then he was like the difference between a year before the song comes out versus the year he's like, now all of a sudden these girls just can't stand still. He said, but before that I couldn't buy a date and I'm going like, <laughs> he's like, I was too skinny. My teeth were too big. And my, you know, my, my shit, my hair was a weird shape. And it's the realest thing. It's the realest thing. There's a thing. And I, I, when I'm out in the world, I can feel it. I can sense it. There's a very unique perspective people who are public figures have, which is people, even you think about it, like when you're on TV, they watch you again and again. Or if they're on the movie screen, you're literally looking up at them. You're larger than life. So when they see you in real life, they think you're, you know, you're superhuman. They think that you're not like them. And it's interesting because people, I'll meet them in passing and I'll say, hi, like, you know, so nice to meet you. Like, what's your name? Or like, what do you do? And they go like, well, I'm, I'm nobody. I don't really do anything. And it's just very, and I always try to say like, no, no. Like, what's your name? Like, what do you do? Like you, there is no difference between you and I. God didn't spend more time on me than he did on you. And I think it's a thing that people have a hard time wrapping their brain around. But I really believe it's the truth. Like, we're all made up of the same stuff. And it speaks to the fact that we're here in your home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Record. Chilling. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cozy. Chilling. We're going to give you exclusive behind-the-scenes footage. Okay. Yes. On Essence.com. Come on. Kendra's like, <laughs> Kendra's like, I um, no. I, love, she's like, I well, love that you no. said, though, that you put the, like, you value love. Mm-hmm. So I read your love story on Valentine's Day. Oh, the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I should say, you know, spoiler alert, I'm also the relationships editor. So oh. I live for love. That's oh, what I yes. do. So like it touched me two parts. Yes. The first part where you said you knew you were in love with your fiance mm-hmm. after four days. Yeah. Four days. I told her I loved her after four days. Exactly. On you the fourth day. Sure. Yeah. Here we are almost, we celebrate Beautiful. four years in July. Wow. Love that. And Here. that was really special. Yeah. And I want wedding details. I'm just gonna go ahead, even if, if it's off the off, even if it's off when I want it. But also, where you said for her, the fact that she was able to say, "Why not a woman?" Mm. really was. A, I read that three times. Woo. You know what I mean? Because that was just so beautifully written. Thank you. So real, and I didn't know that aspect of your story, or y'all's story. Mm-hmm. And we see your love all the time. I'm yeah. A du- I'm a double tapper. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, oh yes, love. I think I've even I wrote like yes, love it. on the bottom a couple times. Yes. You know, but I just love the transparency with the love in your life. Absolutely. And your decision not to be. A lot of people are very private about mm, their love life. I don't play that game. I love that. No, not as a queer person of color. I think it's my responsibility to be visible, because there's not enough of us that are visible that are out. Um, and I think it's problematic. I think there are, I mean, it's just the numbers. I mean, in terms of you like, like if you look at like, it's something that was, and I heard this, mind you, this statistic years ago, but like one out of every five pe- group of people, like if you have like 
five people on the elevator. One of them is queer in some way, shape, or form. By you know, non-binary, trans, gay, lesbian, whatever. And you look at black Hollywood, like how many black people are in Hollywood? How many out gay black people are there in Hollywood? The numbers don't add up. And then also mm-hmm. putting their love out there. Like, right. I'm happy. So for me, and it's funny, I think I actually get a lot of credit for you know weird of like being just my living my life. Like I'm not it's not a political statement at all. Right. Like I'm just like, yeah, that's my girl. I'm gonna okay. take a picture of her and put it on Insta story <laughs> or like we're gonna do a selfie or right. we're going to this thing. It's it's what every other couple does. Mm-hmm. So why should I act any differently? Exactly. Like yeah. what am I worried about? Mm-hmm. You know, what 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 was somebody gonna say? Like, no, nah, that's and you're ridiculous. making it okay for someone else later. Yeah. We need I, all the visuals. I hope so. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, that was something that I love about her. And and like you said, like I really was so blown away by that because she had never dated a woman. She was never like a lot of people think, oh, was she like a closet? Was she a late in life? Like, no, like she never like just thought of it. I think she saw me. I was like, oh, she's cute. And she she'll be bad at me for saying this. But she thought I was just gonna be like a fling. She was like, oh, I kinda I like Lena. I wanna see what's up with that, see what happens. And um and it obviously didn't turn out that way. But just the fact that her heart and her mind was open, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. And I'm not trying to go too hard on the sisters because I love my, you know, look, I'm with a black woman, okay? Yeah. There's yeah. there's nothing, to, yes, yes. No, there's no light-skinned parent or nothing. Like, she is <laughs> a black woman, um, which I love, you know? Um, but I think there's this idea of who they think they're supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. And I think it prevents them from sometimes experiencing things that they otherwise, you know, wouldn't have experienced. Yeah. We so, were saying you know, in the car how much, you know, we're all heterosexual, but it's like, mm-hmm. we want to be loved. Like, well, they're married, yeah. you know, and they're loved. But <laughs> yes. I'm like, I want to be loved like Lena. And so it's like, if it trans mm-hmm. the sex part. Yeah. It's, it's right. like, that's real love. Devotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want that yeah. moment. We were saying too. What yeah. were we saying about um, people in the office who who are like, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not I gay, I'm but not. Lena, yeah. like, that's yeah, a very like, Lena. No, but you know yeah. that you're. I think your authenticity and who yeah. you are just really makes you even more attractive and wonderful, and people sense that from you. Yeah. Wow. Well, look, I received that, and look, I think it's fun and it's very flattering, and I've heard that from 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 ladies before. But I think even that, and I know it's kind of jokey, but I think there's something to like who like who cares right. like what Absolutely. sex a person yeah. is like. It's if you can have a crush on me, then don't be close minded if somebody like rolls up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. Hey, All right, real shy, quick, please. we got questions the about the shy. Yes. We got five and minutes. We got five right. minutes. Y'all good? Y'all got she got a theory. I wanted to DM you the day that Brandon came home with the gun, because mm. I thought Brandon had shot what's his uh, Ronnie. Right. I wanted. I was like, no, throwing my phone yeah. at the damn TV. Yeah. And that was that was like a, such a powerful episode, and the show overall has been so. Um, authentic, just the way it's written about. Right. I've never, I mean, I've been to Chicago once, but I can imagine, yeah. you know, the storytelling, how it just, it tells the people's story. Yeah. And how Brandon is a flawed man, you know, mm-hmm. like he's not a perfect guy right. and, and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, one, thank you so much for the love and support. It means a lot. Like, I know it's, it's, 
it's a unique show and, and I think I'm I'm really trying to I'm finding my voice in it and, I, and I'm exploring these characters and there's a lot of me and all of the characters honestly there's a lot but there's a a shit ton of me and Brandon and um and even down to who he, who he's dating in terms of Jerrica like it's so much like Alana I mean like I'm dating the girl from the right side of the track I mean she grew up in a very affluent suburb in Chicago I did not uh, I grew up on the south side of Chicago but I think what I was really trying to get at with that is that and I gave him a lot of my stuff like how I would be like there's a part of me that would want to go out and do that and get revenge. but I don't have have it in me like that's not who I am right um, and Alana wouldn't shy away from telling me that's not who I was. But there's an instinct. There's just a, you know, I don't know if it's a Chicago the, the thing of, and I have a sibling. Um, and so I, I'm happy that we got to show that struggle for him of like, I do want to go out and really just avenge my brother's death. But he also was aware that someone, he's, the reason why he's hurting is because someone else wanted to avenge their loved one's death. Um, even though it was the wrong person, um, but that desire to be a man, that desire to protect the family, um, and for Brandon, it's his mom, is is Jerrica, is is that thing, and, and obviously for Ronnie, it was this love, and he had not just for Tracy, but for for Jason as well. Um, so, you know, and then to to do the, we we really had a lot of you know breaking the episode for episode four where we play with time and obviously Kevin and, and Brandon and Kevin trying to be the man, trying to protect himself and getting advice from Jake and Papa about like what he should do. We really do d delve into masculinity and, I, and and we're hoping in season two, we really kind of want to maybe flip it a little bit and kind of get it from the female perspective. Um, but we really kind of want to tackle that kind of stuff. You know, that, that, that thing of what it means to be a man and how everyone defines it. So I, I just really enjoy showing the struggle for Brandon and how he, you know, he gets in trouble uh, when Jerrica sees the gun because whether he did anything wrong or not, and actually he was trying to do the right thing yeah. and yeah. by trying to help Kevin, but it didn't look good, yeah. you know. Um, but the way we wrote it, it was like, well, what would he do? We always say, what's the real thing? And we're like, oh, he would protect Kevin. He would like whatever. But in doing that, you got, you know, it, it looked bad. And, and Jerrica's like, She's like my girl. Like you, she don't play no games. They like, like you there's no now. there's no yeah. shade of gray. I was like, damn, Jerrica. I, I was hot with Jerrica at first. For there's no shade of, of gray. Episodes. Give him a and chance. Like, yeah. She drew her line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a fear. You know, there's a it. there's a thing of like, um, but there's some stuff that Alana is like, you can't like, you can't do this. You, can't you know, come back from this. Yeah. <laughs> and and who knows? You know what I'm saying? But right. I'm not. I'm not testing it to tell you that. Yeah. Uh, but right. but we kind of want to give Jerrica that, like right. the thing of, you know, like I, she's not from that. Like she's not from the hood. Like she's not around gun. Like she's not trying to be around that. Um, and she's dating a guy who she does love and who thinks she thinks is great. But he's got his stuff, you know, his mom and like that kind of stuff. We really want to make it real. We're yeah. like sometimes a dude you like got some family stuff um, and has a past, you know, and even if he's on the, 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 the straight and narrow, you know, at the time, like there's a fear of like, well, what is this darkness going to creep into my house? Cause I don't want to have a kid and get married to someone who's, who has that. And so we really want to show that struggle with the, with the, with both of them and, and where they, where they end up is really interesting, you know, and, and we really, you know, we went back and forth a lot about how to, how to play those guys. But 
Tiffany Bone and Jason Mitchell are phenomenal, yeah. and they have such yeah, great, great chemistry. Yo, and I am in love with Jason ham. Mitchell right now. No. It's crazy. Hands it's out. crazy. It's crazy. Watch it, Corey. I, <laughs> no. Watch I actually... Corey was dazed off into the... I know. <laughs> I know. Corey's like, I am in love with him. Trust me. Careful, okay? Because you see him at a premiere or something, you'll wake up like, oh, Corey's pregnant again. I know. So like, but, um, you know, <laughs> like, oh, a new one, a new addition. <laughs> Oh, she's she's gonna you have another. I'm married, so I'm gonna ease back to uh-huh, her. Hair, uh-huh. You know I've been saying it. That's but I, I I's not married. Uh huh. She's like I have. And a chi- I's not blind. Uh huh. <laughs> so we can. She has a child, but she's ready to run. Uh, you know the but casting. Has th- been yo, it. I mean Carmen Cuba, who's my casting director, who I always like to tease and say she's my co-writer, uh, because you know she really opened my mind in terms of who these characters would be, uh, and particularly with Brandon. I, I thought I wanted Brandon to be. A bit of a, you know, like, really, like, pin-up, good-looking, like, kind of guy that you feel like, oh, he's going, play, like, where girls would want him. I really did. I was like, I want girls to really like Brandon and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. So I had some ideas. And even in the original pilot, we had a, a more, like, typical, handsome dude. And, um, and it worked a little bit. But then when we did it again, um, Jason sent in a tape. And uh, he, he auditioned with the eulogy. And wow. I was all, we were all like, oh, oh man. And he nailed it. Like killed it, um, and it was brave for him to do that. Nobody else, nobody, nobody wanted to tackle the eulogy, um, and 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 he went in, and, and I just I did like wonder tears and everything. Man, wow. gone. He does so much acting before he even parts his lips. Yeah. He's so real. I first caught it in Straight Outta Compton. Oh, he's when he phenomenal. had me like you know really feeling Easy E's plight. Okay, but yeah, I was like, wait, I'm really like, but no, he's but and, his, he and, does. and it's interesting because I remember thinking I was like, but. I was like, he is phenomenal. I mean, you could ask the network. I was like very like nervous because I was like, I was like, that's not who I have in mind for Brandon. And I was right. like, that's not. Um, but also too with the with the lighter scenes, he's rubbing his belly, he's like being silly, and I'm just going like, I don't know if that's it. And then the more I looked at him and looked at the tape and and, and talked to the execs and stuff, I was like. I think he is the him because he's like such an everyman. Yeah. And yeah. and then of course then the show airs and the girls are like, Oh, we love it. Oh, like yeah, it's that yeah, thing. Yeah, They're yeah. like, No, we love it. He's so great. But it's true. And then and then I'm around him a lot and he's just the most charismatic person and all that stuff that I wanted, like that only not only came, but he gave me so many other things where we it, it's lighter and I wrote to that and, and his personality and you know his vibe and uh, and also he and I are just very similar so we kind of hang out and he kind of pulls stuff from me to put into the thing and I pull things from him to, to add to it it's a beautiful give and take and and even too with Ronnie I, I was going to go a little bit younger than he is and then um and Carmen because we knew what we had we knew we would have to kind of really like come back from the pilot and, uh, and Carmen was like you should go a little bit older with the character so people really feel the despair that he has of the fact that he's so far gone he's like my life is over and you know um and when he starts drinking again and that desire to go back to what his life once was and he's named for my uncle who has since passed away who was in the army at one point in Austin narrow and then had issues with substance abuse and and, and was in and out of jail and and, and um, couldn't kind of figure out where he wanted to be or what he wanted to be in the world. So I poured a lot of that into Ronnie and, and Atari, who is phenomenal, just has such a quiet 
like um, melancholy about him, but also a real dignity as well. Um, and uh, and and that was really again Carmen Cuba, who had cast him on this show called The Nick. He was also in Treme, and he really sort of just brings a whole other level to it. And so again, that was a little where I was like, oh, I don't think he'd be that oh but like but then it, it really works for the character um because you care so much even though and ronnie's such a complicated character but people yeah. really yeah. yeah i mean they talk to me about that character a lot a lot and jacob latimer jacob latimer is killing too I have a theory. go ahead no i hope i'm not spoiling no it's good. so we call my husband and i call him cuba gooding senior <laughs> wait wait uh what's his name from cuba from what's cuba his- Wait, Quentin. Yeah, Quentin. Yeah. Q. We call yeah. him Cuba Gooding Senior because he's always talking about coming from Cuba and he's oh, old school. God. I know, don't he's judge so me. old school. But that's it like our so nickname. We have nicknames for the characters, but we I call him Cuba it. Gooding Senior. So my Perfect. theory is that he is Jason's father. I can't uh, don't. confirm or deny. I understand. I just want to put it out there in the podcast universe. Y'all can say Charlie said it first. <laughs> Charlie uh-huh. was right. right. Charlie was right. <laughs> it just came to me. But anyway, the fact that I have a theory that we are invested, yes. we're so happy for yeah. you. Thank yeah. you, guys. I'm so that excited so for you. So happy. Too. I know. Me too. I'm ready. I know. I think we go back to the writers' room next month. Can we have it twice a week? Is that no. Happen? <laughs> twice a week. No. So many people. I'm like, <laughs> why is it not on Netflix? I'm like, damn. I'm like, Netflix didn't want to do it. Showtime, yeah. but no, but Showtime was my first choice. Yeah, funny really? Yeah. yeah, they were, cause, cause I really loved the affair, and um, and I was like, if they willing to do that, cause I just knew it wasn't the typical cliche show. I know people love to compare us to The Wire. I don't think we're like The Wire at all. Mm-hmm. Actually, we really are a character study. It mm-hmm. is a show. It's very much cinema verite sometimes in terms of you literally just living with these characters mm-hmm. and like the little tiny things they do, whether it be Ethel and Jada going to get their, you know, mani pedis mm-hmm. and like, you know, or the kids, you know, playing video games and their mom sending them to the store. Like, you know, we really kind of want to have, or the black party, like we're, yes. we're, we're definitely trying to yeah. show black people being alive yeah. mm-hmm. and what that looks like and what that feels like. Um, and it's not the most commercial thing in the world, but Showtime was like, but we get what you're trying to do and we're and we going to rock with you. And they let you film it in Chicago. Oh, hell yeah. I wouldn't Pro- have it any other way. Yeah. Shot town. All day. All day. I did not do Chicago <laughs> before March, but I love it. I ah! April. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yo. I froze my ass off the first time I went to Chicago and I'm traumatized. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> it's only a thing we know, man. Like I've spent, like I've had to survive so many winters there. Like, it's a thing it's a thing you get used to it yeah you get used used to it it. that's the thing it just becomes but it makes you stronger it's it's in my DNA yeah. Like I'm being on, but I mean, just being on, the, being on the train, like you know what I'm saying. Going, I remember I was still living in Evanston and going to school, uh, going to Columbia. So like that whole trek, like that's the thing. It's like you're like, I was out there in the world, like wow. just like on the bus, on the train, like going to school. It's romantic you know? and endearing. Yeah. I do yeah. love Chicago. It kind of romances you when you get there. Oh yeah, it's phenomenal. I still mm-hmm. love. it. I always say if I wasn't doing this, I would have probably stayed. Like you know, my, my my family ain't left Chicago. They still there. Mom's still in Chicago. Absolutely. Nice. How's Absolutely. your relationship with her now? You know, I mean, I think um, we definitely found a groove. You know, I think after you come out, like, it's just a bit of a weird hurricane that happens. But, it, and I think it took us a while to kind of, to figure it out. But I think once we did, things kind of, no, I, don't say, I don't know if I'll say things go back to normal, but you find a new normal and, mm-hmm. and, um, and you, and also too, there's an element of now that I'm an adult and I'm grown, I'm building my own family. There's a there's an independence now that I didn't have then, even though I was grown. I still was like looking for that approval. Uh, but but now I think I've really kind of graduated. I'm just like okay, like I'm cool and and this is my life, and she really respects that, and I think she's really happy and proud of me. Yeah, she's yeah. good. I mean, I I never get over the fact that you're only 33. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. You've done so much, so much. <laughs> <laughs> already. So the next Jesus year. 60, 70, <laughs> whatever years, oh, my it's, it's going to be next level. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I think a big thing for me is not just what's going to come out of my brain, but out of the brains that are around me, of mm-hmm. uh, those that I'm mentoring now, you know, Kendra, Raquel as well. Like, to me, it's like I want to help shepherd them, you know, into these rooms. They all deserve to be on the Emmy stage. And if I'm up there, then why not them? And so that's that's my main thing. It's like it's not about how much can I do, but how many people can I help, yeah. you know, get, yeah. get in these rooms. And you had some major news today that you have to share. I mean, yes. I saw it online, but I want to hear yeah. more from you. Well, look, I for a long time, people, you know, networks and studios were trying to get me to do these things called overall deals where you like you're just in bed with them and you're married to them and and they can be a little um, constricting. And I just, you know, look, it's a lot of money. It's, it's, it's really cool. But I was just like, I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. Unless it's a network that I really love or, or really feel like I have a chemistry with. And then, you know, big ups to my team. They were like, why not do a development fund where, you know, you partner with a company and they provide money for you to delve out to writers who have scripts that are really great and they could be, then use that money to pay them to write Bibles and things like that or use that money to pay them to to do rewrites on the script and make it stronger um, and there's discretionary money where I can use it to again help my, my mentees pay for them to go to television writing classes or screenwriting classes um, or pay for them to get you know evaluations off the blacklist things like that which I pay out of my own pocket but it'd be nice to to have a fun to do that and I was like that sounds amazing and so sight unseen is Julie Lebdev's um uh production company um and she is the person that financed Dear White People and she's just this dope chick man who's always been super cool and always about investing her money in people that she believes in and it really paid off obviously with Dear White People and she when when she heard we were doing this she her and her colleagues came in and we had a a very easy meeting because there was already a shorthand and she was like, I really believe in you and I really want to invest and not just because that's the thing. It's not just me. They're investing in the people that I would find and believe in. And so, uh, like I said, her production company is called Sight Unseen. They had a, a movie actually at Sundance Pressure, uh, called uh, Monsters and Men, uh, which is really great. And um, and they're just really, you know, they're about being in business with people that they think have something special. So I'm just honored that they think I'm one of those people. And uh, I just I'm already excited. I got a couple of scripts that I can't wait to get out to the world um but I, you know what i'm gonna say this title of this this one show because i think y'all would really appreciate it uh it was written by kathy kasakye she's an amazing writer she's she was born in uganda she moved to america when she was 12 uh we gave her her first staff writing gig on the shy she was phenomenal she's coming back for season two um she has one show that i'm eping that she wrote during the first season of the shy and we're going out with it now it's dope it's called savages but then she wrote this new show that she sent me a couple of days ago. And I'm so blown away by it that I sent it to my folks over at Sight Unseen. I said, read this before our meeting. I had a meeting at 4 o'clock. I sent it to them at 11 a.m. I said, read it. It's 38 pages. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's called How to Make Love to a Black Woman Who May Be Going Through Some Shit. In the oh, hello. Wait, say it. Wait, wait. Say it fully again. How to Make Love to a Black Woman Who May Be Going Through Some Shit. An anthology series. An anthology Ooh. series. Ooh. Right. Me. Uh, we are right. ready. So that's like one of the like literally like I they read it, they loved it, and um it's the most amazing thing I've ever read. It like just the feeling I have is the feeling I got when I first heard Dear White People and, and was hearing about those characters. So she's Kathy Kasakye. Like don't forget her name. She is when they talk about the future as female, they're talking about her. She has such a phenomenal voice. A lot of her, knowing her and reading it, like there's so much of her own stuff in it, but it's also still very universal and anyone can relate to it. 
Um, and I just thought it was, it's what we need. It's that thing of being raw, being honest. Um, yeah, there's a lot of sex in it, but it's not gratuitous. It's all coming from a very emotional place. And, and it's true. Like, and you just like meet these different like women who enter, who intersect and like you see yeah. their, in their lives and their bedrooms and it's phenomenal. Wow. And I can't wait to, you know, pay her to write a Bible and go out to the world with it. But y'all got I the love first. I that, that name. Thank oh, you. You know what stick me. with you? Yes. Because yes. the like, first one I heard it, I was like, well, is that a, like what? And I want to know so much more. Yeah, yeah, that's great. the thing. Just off the title. Yeah. How to make love to I'm a like, I'm like, I'm like, does she have an IG? Like, shit. she's giving little spec scripts on the IG? Uh, yo, she, her IG is just like, just like, because she's so chill. It's like a couple selfies here and there. <laughs> okay. And it's so funny. Like, her bio says, like, don't scare me, colonizer. Like, she's just like, <laughs> she's just like <laughs> dope. Brown skinned, <laughs> like, natural hair. Like, it just like, looks like Lapita Nyong'o's little sister. Like, she's phenomenal. And she has such a unique perspective, you know, like um, just on the world in America. Obviously, it's been the first, you know, very formative years in, in Uganda. Um, and just, it, but she's just phenomenal. She was so great in the room and has such a unique perspective. It has to love her voice. Her voice is so great. And I cannot wait to share it with the world. I think that's what excites me. Well, we're thankful you have shared yourself with the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all for loving me, man, for supporting me. (laughs) Oh, my God. It means so much. Congratulations. Thank you. I know. Did you see the video I captured of you? Um, (laughs) Yes, I did. Talking to Ryan, introducing him to Tiffany That was such a moment. Which is nice. Yeah. Corey, you don't miss anything. Corey's I don't. I, know. I, know. I was trying to be like, cool, but then I was like, this is the black. Yeah, I know. She's like, I got to get the Corey be like, right. Uh-huh. Perfect. Essence. Yes. Send. I love it. Corey be on it. I, I had no idea. Attention. No, I was just like, you know, like, okay. what up, Ryan? You were like, yeah, because you were, t- who's that, your cousin? Who was that? Your, no, that's your my, his deal was my homie. She yeah, used to be my yeah, assistant. Yeah. She has since graduated. She's now doing AFI, and she's amazing. And so, and she was like, I didn't know she had never met him. I thought she had. She's like, I never met Ryan. There he is. I, I'm not ready. Uh, and I said, so you said the wrong thing. I was like, come on, let's go. Yep. Let's go. Let's go. And Ryan's so dope. Like, I was like, yeah. Ryan, mm-hmm. what's up, man? It's <laughs> Tiffany, so, uh, aspiring filmmaker. Then, of course, Ryan, what what, what, what film school you go to? Uh, what, uh, what you trying to make? That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, uh, congratulations. That's amazing. Class. Oh I like, I, she of course was very happy. But like that's Ryan. Like Ryan's like so amazing and down to earth and super chill. If you ever want to go and meet somebody, like make it Ryan Coogler because he's like the nicest. We do yeah. want to hear like as a dope black content creator, your thoughts, Black Panther. Oh, game changer. Yes, game changer. Here's the deal. You know how they say in history books like before, you know, like BC or mm-hmm. after BC. <laughs> this is before BP, like, after BP. BP. That's true. <laughs> Facts. It's like, because it, here's the deal. I always try to tell people, people are always like, what is it like being a black writer, you know, in Hollywood? How is that? And it's such a huge part of our, our identity to be discriminated against mm-hmm. that that question always comes. And I go like, look, of course it's not fun being, you know, there's just issues with Hollywood, period. Um, but nobody cares about color. They care about commerce. Mm-hmm. So nobody, so if you make a movie about like, you know, I don't know, leprechauns and like fairy tales and things like that. It makes a billion dollars at the box office. Every studio in town is gonna say, "I will eat a leprechaun movie with fairy tales and rainbows." And vampires. That was all. And 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 the great thing is now is like, where's the? Bl- we want our black thing. We want our Get Out. Mm-hmm. We want our Black Panther. We want our Moonlight. Our girls trip. Our girls trip. Yeah. I already tried it. Straight up. So I think that to me, because I do think it was a different. Because when Empire happened, it was a fad. 
because that's this is no shade to empire that's easy to duplicate you go black folks singing dancing like you know sort of mellow soap, soap opera it's easy to take that and go okay here's our version of that you can't copy get out you can't duplicate dear white people you can't you can't duplicate the shy what they now know is content is king and queen so we got to go to the kings and queens and ask them for their content and say can you help us and their blessing yeah and pay them pay y'all oh yeah and we getting paid we getting paid queens (laughs) but that's what's happening like they're now coming to us. You know, that, the only thing, too, is because there's a short list. It's like me, Issa, Justin, Donald, Jordan, um, Barry. And so it's like we keep getting hit with all these that, that don't really make sense for a lot of us. We're like, oh, I don't want to do that. No. Um, but now my mission is to lengthen the list, is to add to it. So we can go, no, that's not me, but Kathy could slay that. No, that's me, but this new writer over here would be dope. And they go, wait, who, what, what? Oh, yeah, here's a sample. Take a look at it and then take a meeting with him. That needs to be our job, which a lot of us are already doing. Issa's been doing it. Justin's doing it. You know, a lot of us are just like trying to introduce these cats to the new class because we're in these really great positions. It's great. And we're working on our All of us have a, our own projects that we want to do, but we're like, go holler at this dope writer over here who you haven't met and who's at the small agency who could use that check. Let give that person the opportunity because there's a million Ryan Coogler's and Justin Simeon's and Issa Ray. They're they're out there. We just got to find them. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not a fad this time because this stuff that's out there now is you can't duplicate it. Mm-hmm. You know, Atlanta is like is palpable. Yeah. Like you can, you only get that with Donald. You do. So go find not only go find other Donald, but like go find that kid that has that unique perspective that organic aesthetic you know that is something unlike anything we've ever seen and that's when they got to roll up their sleeves and do the work and go out there and find go find the next terrence nance you know whose show by the way i gotta oh, sneak peek of random acts of blindness oh did you see God. it wait how'd you see it yo i ain't gonna say but i can't say either i can't say either <laughs> yo, random this- acts of flyness coming to hbo in june is oh, gonna also change shit. the motherfucking what? game did I you love see it? it. No, I know Terrence so far. I may I or have, may not forward y'all something later. I know tonight. exactly. Okay. I got a little hookup too. But Tana, um, here's how black my life is. I'm at the Black Panther premiere after party. Tana Hesey Coates comes up to me and his wife, who his wife is from Chicago. They both like we love the shot. Hu, like, oh by the I'm way, like, the other Hu, Kendra. That's okay. Okay, Kendra, we'll have another conversation after. All right, Kendra's the blackest person ever. That's my favorite. Because Kendra be like, huh? So anywho. So uh, I love the kitchen's good shouts. Uh, so so he comes up to me and he's like, "Yo, he's like, he's like, oh, we love the show, we love you." I'm like, "Oh my god, it's like modern day James Baldwin, thank you so much." And and he goes, "Have you do you know Terrence Nance?" I said, "I do actually, I do." He's like, "Have you seen his new show, Right the Backs of Flyers?" I was like, "I have not." He's like, "It's phenomenal." Wow. So I go, next day, text Terrence. I go, Terrence, um, Tony Hesey Coates came, came up to me and told me you got some you got some heat. <laughs> hit me. He hit me. He hit me with some heat. And I watched it and it was mind blown. Wow. This but I've been knew this dude was great. If you ain't seen oversimplification of her beauty, go yeah. rent it on iTunes. Don't buy it on iTunes right now. Just buy it, have it in your library, okay? Because it's brilliant. And he is such an artist in every sense of the word. And um what he's doing with this sort of like variety show genre is is he is redefining it. And it's phenomenal to watch. And I and again, it is a renaissance happening. Make no mistake, because to, to be at a time where Black Panther is the number one movie in America, fucking Atlanta comes out, new episode. See, I was at that premiere. The first two episodes are lit. That one, it, mm. lit. 
that comes out Thursday. You got Wrinkle coming out on the 9th of, of March. Like, you know, The Shine, we still got a couple more episodes left. Like, we ain't playing. Yeah. You we coming back on Dear White People, making a little, little pop I'm in. Going, I'm popping up on Dear White People as <laughs> a season two character. Seriously. It's a moment. I can't say anything about the character, but it's ridiculous. We own and popping, y'all. I can't wait. Mm. It's ridiculous. But I got to pop up out of here, y'all. Yeah, I, I, love I, y'all. Know. I know. We y'all could dance forever. We got to get a picture. We got to get a picture. Yeah, we're going to get it done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.